The offseason is done for New Orleans. They have some new acquisitions coming through the door. Devontae Graham, Jonas Valanciunas. But I think the biggest acquisition is actually Willie Green from the sidelines. And I'll explain in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday, wrapping up the week. Don't forget, we're three days a week right now, and we'll be until probably mid to late September, so a couple more weeks of this as the offseason is finally upon us in the NBA. It's actually quiet now. When the offseason's going on, it's not really off. There's a whole lot of news, whether it's the draft, free agency, trades, all of that stuff. But it's quiet now, which means we can focus on this team and talk about some of the bigger topics. And one of the ones, as I forgot to turn the light on here, there we go. One of the ones I wanted to talk about is their offseason moves. A lot of people are kind of killing the Pelicans in the national media, right? They didn't have a good offseason. They only added marginal at best players. Devontae Graham isn't as good as Lonzo Ball, blah, 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 blah. While I think some of that's true, and I don't think their offseason was amazing, we did talk about it and did a show of, are the Pelicans more improved this year going into next season than they were last? Vegas disagrees with the over-under set at 39.5. Changes a little bit depending on where you look. But there's one offseason acquisition that I don't know if people are talking enough about, and that's head coach Willie Green coming in and replacing Stan Van Gundy. You know, and that's what I want to focus on in today's show. So the way we're going to break this down is kind of what went on with this hire? Why is this kind of important? And also there's a trend that's kind of developing, I think, in today's NBA. And then how Willie Green's going to make an impact on this roster and prove potentially why he's the biggest acquisition for the team this offseason. And why is it all important, right? Let's tie it all together at the end of today's show. So one thing you're seeing as teams start to make hires, right? And this news came out with Jared Dudley retiring from the Lakers and immediately joining Jason Kidd's staff over with the Dallas Mavericks. They also hired another former player in J.J. Barea. And you're seeing a trend of former players immediately getting into coaching, but also becoming head coaches much sooner. And we did the whole Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA on this. And if this is a topic that interests you, go listen to that. We kind of dove into why teams are doing this, why it's important and what kind of what's going on with it. And then what are some of the big picture things? There's some knock on effects from this, too. But we're not going to discuss those here in today's show because it's going to be about the Pelicans. But being a former player seems to be important. And when you look at the final four teams left, the teams in the conference finals, three of the four head coaches are former players in Ty Lue, Monty Williams. And I'm blanking on the, the other per- person that did it. But th- oh, and um, for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, in Nate McMillan, who basically went from being a player 
to being a head coach in the span of like one or two years when he made that jump with the Seattle Supersonics. So being a former player seems to be really important. And keeping with the Nate McMillan thing, there were a lot of times that Trey Young kind of spoke about the telepathy that he had and has with head coach Nate McMillan. They're on the same page because Nate McMillan was a player. So when Trey Young is seeing defenses thrown at him, he kind of has an idea of how Nate McMillan wants to respond because Nate McMillan saw those coverages as a guard himself in the league. And so being able to relate to your players is such a big thing. That didn't work with Stan Van Gundy. And that's why this is so big for New Orleans, right? You had a head coach that just could not relate to the modern, younger NBA player. He wanted to yell at them, wanted to have them do drills and practice, you know, and wanted to try and kind of motivate them by like threatening minutes, things like that. And it just led to these guys just not listening to him whatsoever. And in the case of Brandon Ingram, like really actively disliking Stan Van Gundy. We thought he would be able to relate to the players, right? All the social media posts being very liberal that should play well with these guys. And I think it does, but you've got to connect with them like beyond that. Right. It's nice that you're liberal and care about the causes that they care about, but there's something more to it. Right. There's something to be able to be said for a guy like Willie Green going to some of these players and being like, you know, I was in your position as a player. I've been there. I know what you're struggling with right now. I know where you're succeeding and you can relate to them in that way. A lot of these guys aren't able to do it unless you just have that playing experience. Chauncey Billups got hired to be able to relate to Damian Lillard, Jason Kidd, who should not be a head coach at all. Because he was bad when he was a head coach twice. Got hired because they think he can relate to Luka Doncic and get the most out of Luka Doncic. You look at Steve Nash, who was a two-time MVP, going to coach MVPs in Kevin Durant and James Harden, trying to get their buy-in and get the most out of them for what he's trying to accomplish and they're trying to accomplish because he's been in their shoes and he can talk to them about those things in a way that no one else can unless you're at the level of a Steve Nash kind of guy. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these hires. I mean, Doka is another example of it in Boston. You're seeing Jared Dudley and other players make the jump to being an assistant coach right away. And Willie Green basically went from being a player to being an assistant coach. And now the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. So I love the hire for those reasons alone. This is a trend around the league, and it seems like a lot of those former players are having more success than kind of basketball lifers are. Guys who've just been grinding it out as an assistant coach who are largely a little bit older and white. And now you have coaches that can come in and relate to these players because they've been in their shoes. Stan Van Gundy wasn't in these players' shoes, right? And hasn't been coaching for the past couple of years to really learn how to relate to some of these guys. We thought it might work as a social media post, but we were wrong. But Willie Green definitely feels like the guy that can relate to these players. It's less about X's and O's now as a head coach and just getting the most out of your guys and being able to relate to them, having been in their shoes and being able to talk and have that shared experience, right? I think is going to lead to a lot of success or hopefully. And teams around the league are kind of banking on that same approach too. To the point now that if a team hires someone that's not a former player, I'm a little bit skeptical about it probably as a head coaching move. So we'll see if it works out around the league, but there's definitely a trend developing here. So 
Why, why is this important? Why does this matter for New Orleans? And it starts on the defensive side of the ball, and that's what we're going to get into coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning now towards football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the year. So as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You can get up-to-the-minute odds, props, and they even have big contests, including the online betting's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL uh, survivor pool over at betonline.ag, the world's largest. So head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today and receive a 50 or 100% welcome bonus. They've upped the offer from what it used to be. When you use promo code locked on, you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Now you've got $200 to go and bet with. So be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Bucks and the Cowboys. And if you lose your wager is refunded up to a hundred uh, up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL 100 and betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action from football basketball boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season over betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts so we're talking about the Willie Green hire, right? And how important him being a former player is in being able to kind of get the most out of so many of these guys. And I think it's going to pay biggest dividends on the defensive side of the ball. When you look at the Phoenix Suns last year, they were good defensively. They were, they basically finished second best more, you know, depending on the metric you look at, but they were easily within the top 10 and by the postseason rolled around, they're firing on all cylinders on the defensive side of the ball. And when you look at their roster, it's not like they've got like an all world wing or, you know, anything like that. That's a great defender there. They have some nice players, players that are disruptive and maybe you could call DeAndre Ayton an elite rim protector, but he's only showed one season of that this year. They have guys that are like nice wing players. That's it, right? Mikhail Bridges is nice on the wing. Chris Paul's a little bit older, doesn't do it as much. Jay Crowder's defense is probably overrated to a certain degree given his age. You know, you've got Campaign who's a little bit undersized with some of this. Yet all of those guys kind of played greater than the sum of their parts. And you, when you watched that team, and this is something that jumped out at me when I watched them play in the postseason, I watched almost all of their games, they looked prepared. They looked well-coached. They looked poised. And when you look at their roster again, again, no one's like an elite defender other than maybe DeAndre Ayton. But a lot of guys hadn't been there for an extended period of time either, right? Chris Paul stepped in in his first year there. It was more or less campaign's first year there too. Jay Crowder's first year there, that's three guys that were in their top eight minutes played, and they still managed to kind of come together as a unit and look like a team, something we were never able to really say about New Orleans last year, or even maybe the year before under Alvin Gentry, but certainly not under Stan Van Gundy. So Willie Green comes in, is able to relate to these guys more and maybe get the most out of them. And look, he was in charge of the defense for the Phoenix Suns, and they were amazing defensively last year they don't do anything that like jumps out at the page at you other than just kind of all those like almost intangible things right like poised look well coached they seemed well prepared you know but they weren't amazing at forcing steals they weren't 
blocking shots left and right. They did these little things like limiting opponent three-point shots, kind of the opposite of what Stan Van Gundy wanted. They were fifth, or sorry, tenth in three points attempted against him. They were the tenth best team in terms of limiting it. Teams took under 33 threes per game against them. They were fifth best at limiting three-point shooting. So when those guys were taking threes, they weren't good threes, or they were contested threes. Teams shot 35.4% from three against the Phoenix Suns last year. By contrast, teams shot 38% against New Orleans last season, and teams shot five more threes per game at 38 attempts per game. Now, you get in a coach that kind of believes in hustling, strong closeout, knowing your assignments, playing strong one-on-one defense, and switchability too, in Willie Green, and who's proven to get the most out of these guys, right? To make them better defenders, to make them prepared and well-coached. And it's not hard to see New Orleans potentially rising from their 22nd-ranked defense last season into being kind of a defensive first team like what the Phoenix Suns showed last year. It wasn't really anything all that impressive, right? They just tried really hard, and guys talked about how they were so motivated and locked in on the defensive side of the ball for a defense that Willie Green coached. That's more important, I think, than almost anything. Yeah, we like Devontae Graham's three-point shooting. I like the toughness of Valanciunas here, too, and think he's a slightly better fit than Steven Adams. But if you're going to tell me guys are going to play harder, sign me up for that. That's the most important thing I, I see with this team. You know, they're largely unproven, right? We're we're banking on a lot of internal improvement for this roster. Can they do that? If they're trying hard, that's how you're going to see those improvements happen. And that's why, you know, on the surface of it, I think Will Green's the most important offseason acquisition, the most important piece they've added to the roster to the team this offseason. And I'm excited to see him coaching. Look, the early returns in Summer League were also pretty good when it comes to that. So coming up, let's talk about why this matters. We did a little bit there, but a little bit more coming up in the third segment in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. The ever-increasing number of makes and models out there, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You don't want to endure kind of pointless conversation with the counter person you're just going to order whatever part they have back there and it may or may not fit your car and if you don't know exactly what your car is they're not going to be able to help you and tell you if that part's going to fit that's a scary proposition when you're trying to bolt something out of your car to keep it running you want to make sure you get the right part and at a good price so you can save time and money when using rockauto.com why choose to spend 30 50 100 more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership They're a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, coolant, even new carpet to freshen up your ride. So whatever it is that your car might need, go check their easy-to-use website. You click on the year, the make, the model. That's it. They're going to show you every single thing they have available for your car or truck. You can choose the prices that you want. The performance part or the budget part, not everything needs to be performance. So go explore their easy-to-use website. And if you're purchasing anything from rockauto.com, please write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Spunk, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Today's episode also brought to you by Built Bar. I love these things. They're protein bars. But they're going to taste like a candy bar when you eat them. I just ate the Rocky Road flavor for lunch today. It was amazing. It's soft. 
It's chewy. It's not dry. It's not chalky. It tastes really good. It doesn't have like a metallic taste that I've seen. It's not like dense where it feels like you're eating a brick or anything like that. Things are the best tasting protein bars out there. And they have flash sales all the time over at Built.com. So you've got to check it out. Whether you want one of the churro puff bars, the coconut brownie chunk, which if that one's ever for sale, just, just freaking buy it. That thing is delicious. And they all have amazing macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130 and 180, only four to five grams sugar, only four to five grams net carbs. They're all amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. You can use that over and over and over again, 15% off every single time when you use the promo code LOCKED15 over at built.com. All right, continuing to talk about Willie Green being the most important addition to the Pelicans this offseason. Just went into how he he's proved it, right? Like he's proven this, that he's capable of elevating players and getting their buy-in and making a group of guys look like a team. Something that the Pelicans did not look like at all last year. They even talked about it on Locked On NBA on Thursday. HP Basketball on Twitter, Matt Moore, who's the co-host of that show, just said like they look like they don't like each other. It looks like a room full of strangers, right? Well, Willie Green took a room full of strangers. A bunch of guys who had never been there before, three new players, guys who'd been in and out of the lineup before, young guys, all of that, undersized guys in campaign, and got them to play at an elevated level defensively. They gobbled up defensive rebounds, something the Pelicans, by the way, were good at last season. You know, they defended the three-point line and forced people into taking just bad shots, dumb shots, shots that weren't good. Sounds like me on Mardi Gras Day. And that's what led them to so much of their success, especially when you factor in Devin Booker, who can score at well. You've got that guy here in Zion Williamson. This is going to help New Orleans take a leap because, again, I don't know if they've improved that much. Is Could you argue Devontae Graham is an upgrade, especially at half the price over Lonzo Ball? Yeah, sign me up for that. But is it a huge upgrade? Not necessarily. I know everyone in the comments on YouTube is really, really high on Valanciunas. Eh, he's not a court spacer. I think he does similar things to Steven Adams while just being slightly better than Steven Adams, right? Not significantly better. He's not going to be a 15 to 17 point, score per, uh, point per game score here in New Orleans. Yeah, if he's doing that, something's gone really wrong or there's injuries, which, you know, worse. So this team, while improved from last season, isn't improved significantly. And the Vegas over-under, which we talked about in Wednesday's show at 39 and a half, shows it. They're not even expected to win half their games. They're expected to be a sub-500 team based off all of that. Unless, unless Willie Green gets the most out of these guys. And in particular, I think he's going to be able to do a lot of good work with the role players, right? Because that's what he was in his career. Got some starts here and there, but he was a bench guy. He had to work smarter and play harder than most other guys in the league just so he could stay there. And to have a decade-plus long career is really impressive for a guy like that. He had to be working harder. He had to study longer. He had to play smarter than all of these guys who were more talented than him. Well, if you can bring some of that same attitude, especially to the young guys that need to step up, Nikhil, Kyra, Jackson, and get more of that in them, that's huge. That's how they make the leap that the, this team is banking on. Because it wasn't with the reinforcements they've added in, added in the offseason. Garrett Temple's nice, but Garrett Temple isn't going to be a game changer, a needle mover necessarily for New Orleans. 
I've seen a lot of people talking about how this is the deepest team it's ever the Pelicans have ever had. We see that every single year because they haven't brought in like really strong reinforcements. So it's like, well, the depth is good though. And then the depth isn't good because those guys are role players at best and don't matter that much. We do this every single year. So you need the top guys to step up. Nikhil needs to be a starter and be a good starter, right? Kyra probably needs to be a good backup. Same for Jackson Hayes to a degree. And if there's a guy that can do it, it probably is Willie Green that can reach these guys because he had to do that, right? He had to step up every single year and play above his ability through intelligence and work ethic and hustle. And so if he's capable of doing that, New Orleans should be able to beat that wins expectation because you have a coach that gets the most out of these guys. And look, going from Stan Van Gundy to Willie Green, I don't even need to see a moment of play from them in the regular season to know that that's a huge upgrade. That's how bad things were with Stan Van Gundy here and how much a lot of these players just freaking hated that dude. Out of touch, not able to connect with these players, but that's what Willie Green can do. And evidence with the work that he did with the Suns last year, I'm very optimistic right now about this team because of all of that. It's not going to take a ton of changes. You know, these guys just need to try hard. And if he can get that buy-in from Brandon Ingram, get that buy-in, that hustle buy-in, right? That just just go out and play really hard, please. Buy-in from Zion Williamson. That's going to do wonders. And he's proven to be able to relate to these guys. He's been in their shoes before too. And he can approach it unlike Stan Van Gundy did. And I think that's exactly what this New Orleans Pelicans roster needs. And that's why I think Willie Green was the most important acquisition this offseason. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think it was Devontae Graham in his shooting over Willie Green? Let me know in the comments or on Twitter at Nola Jake. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans, this week of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Next week, some really fun stuff. How can Zion Williamson be an MVP candidate? How can he be an all-NBA guy? We're going to look at what he needs to do to kind of make that leap as well as some of the other players as well. So stay tuned for that. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend and leave a five-star review with a comment. And with that, I'll see you all on Monday.